Welcome to the Harrison Faith Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor Brian Herring. It's our prayer. This message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. So Thanksgiving's just finished, and what has started now, or already started, Christmas shopping. So I didn't figure it was too early to preach a Christmas sermon. Because, you know what, sometimes it's here before we know it, and we've, we've lost the whole point. Christmas Day comes, and we think, man, if I'd have just planned a little longer, I could have celebrated Christ a little bit longer during this time. So, you know what, let's start now, okay? So, but first, the sermon title is A Light Has Dawned, but we're going to begin in the darkness, because that's where uh, the Israelites started. So, have you ever been in a dark, so dark that you can feel it? You know, there, there's no light. Years ago, I, I went to a cave, and I was by myself. I don't know if that's smart to cave by yourself, but I was by myself in this cave, and I went back in a ways, and it was, I don't know how far it was, but it was, it was dark. I flicked my light off, and it was really dark. And I sat there for a while in the darkness, just sitting, just, just not doing anything. Actually, I was standing. But anyway, um, so I spent some time in this darkness with no light. You know, after a while, when it's that dark and that quiet, you can feel it. You can start, it's, it's like it starts closing in on you a little bit. Almost, I'm not claustrophobic, but I was kind of getting a little bit there. And so sometimes that darkness is what, that, that reminded me of when I was studying the sermon about how the, the Israelites were back in the Old Testament. And our first scripture will come from Isaiah 8, 19 through 22. But uh, they were, I think, were feeling this darkness. And so let me read the scripture. It says, when someone tells you to consult mediums and spiritualists who whisper and mutter should not a people inquire of their God. Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? Consult God's instructions and the testimony of warning. If anyone does not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn, distressed and hungry. They will roam through the land. When they are famished, they will become enraged and looking upward will curse their king and their God. Then they will look toward the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom and they will be thrust into other darkness. So it's pretty... Depressing right there, isn't it? Because the Israelites, they had gotten into this place not by accident and not quickly. See, the Israelites, they had went to Egypt because of the famine. So they had a famine. They left. They went to Egypt. They found themselves as slaves. And then, then finally, after several hundred years, they uh, were led out of Egypt. And then they complained so much that they spent 40 years wandering around in the desert. And then they, then they get to back to the promised land. And they don't want to do what God says. And so they want a king of their own. They don't want to be ruled like God says. And so they complain, they whine until they finally get a king. Then that doesn't work out so well. So after a couple, a few bad kings, they find themselves in exile with the Babylonians. And so this is the point where, it, where Isaiah is talking about when, he, when he's uh, writing the scripture. 
how that they're in this exile. They've been in this place. And so that's, that's where we find them at this moment. And so they find themselves in a waiting. They were living in spiritual darkness. They were, they were promised to deliver, but they were still in the dark. They knew that Christ was supposed to send someone. They knew that they were supposed to be delivered from, from, from where they were at, and God was going to provide for them, and they were still waiting. You know, from the time that the last prophet spoke to the time of Christ was like 400 years. That's a long time. That is a long time. That's like 16 generations. That would be if the pilgrims landed on the United States in 1620, just now Christ would be starting to talk to us. You know, so we would have, we would have set up this country. We would have went through numerous wars. We would have went through plagues. We would have done all these things without God's providence, without God's wisdom, without God telling us what was right, what was wrong. Just utter silence and darkness. Um, there's been times that I have felt God's not, no, nothing, just silence. You know, you pray, you don't hear anything. You worship, you don't feel anything. But 400 years? That's a long time. And so, um, the Hebrews were in this dark, waiting for the promise, waiting for this light to reveal and bring them out of this darkness for that long. And so, I, I'm, I'm kind of reminded of, and I've done this before, you're in a car at night, driving down a road, hopefully not the interstate or something, but it's dark outside. You think, ah, oh, that'd be funny to turn the lights out. So you turn the lights out and you realize, oh, I really can't see. This is, I mean, like, you're on a straight road, and you know that road is straight when you turn the lights out. But then all of a sudden you're wondering, did I move? Did I hit a bump and I'm off to the side a bit? And then, then you think about the passenger, Nicole. She's in the passenger seat. When I turn the lights out, and I'm the one that's driving, she has no control over that. She don't know where I'm at, and she don't know if I moved the wheel. That's kind of, kind of where the Israelites were at. They were trusting blindly in God and hoping for this light and, and um, looking for things. And so uh, Isaiah is saying, don't look to these mediums. Don't look to, to people that's, that's trying to distract you. Don't look to yourselves. Don't look to the government. You need to get back to God. Keep your faith on God because don't, don't get throwing substitutions in. And so that, that's where uh, we're talking about this. Don't be murmuring, complaining, cursing God, looking throughout the world for answers. This is, this is a lot like what people do today, isn't it? Some people look to the government. They think the government's got all the answers. I'm not saying that right or wrong. I'm not going to go there. But the thing is, every time we try to fix our own problems, what happens? It messes up because we can't trust people. If you put all the power in someone else, what are they going to do? They're going to get greedy because they want what's best for them, not what's best for you. And the same goes with every situation. I want what's best for me and my family, and I'm going to put priority over me. So we need to stay focused on God, and that keeps everybody involved. That keeps everybody heading in the right direction. So in uh, um, Isaiah 9-2... 
says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Kind of like that. A light has dawned. What does that mean? That means a light came upon. It didn't come from within the world. We didn't create our own answer. God gave the answer to the world. And so, when the sun dawns, as it's coming up over the horizon, the darkness fades. The darkness goes away because dark and light cannot exist together. You can't bring dark into light. It's, it, it doesn't happen. You can't say, give me a little piece of dark. I'm ready to go to sleep. No, you've got to remove the light. And so that's, that's what this does is when Christ came into the world, it expelled the darkness. The darkness cannot overcome the light that he brought. And so um, man has since tried to beginning to fix our problems, but we can't fix it. God knew this and made a way for us. He had to come into the world. He had to dawn his light on us. And so um, the Israelites at this time were in a different form of exile. They were, they were under the rule of the Romans. So they weren't all taken to slaves. Some were taken to Rome in different uh, places as slaves. But mostly they were um, occupied by the Romans. The Romans came to them and was trying to change everything for them. They couldn't, they couldn't uh, buy and sell. They couldn't move without the permission of the Romans. And not only that, but the, they uh, were they subject to the Romans' laws and rules, but they were also um, governed by some of the uh, religious leaders that were, I don't know, greedy, that were wanting control, that were trying to play the game of the Romans, and, and so they were oppressed and everything by the Romans. So that, when Christ was born, that's, that's what they found themselves in. So even though... Is, uh, Isaiah prophesied this stuff way 400 years before. It was still accurate when Christ came. Um, and when Christ came in the world, he brought the light. He brought hope, and he brought a new day of salvation. In John 12, 46, it says, I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. And in John 8, 12, it says, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, will have the light of life. What does light do? It reveals the reality of the situation. That's what it does. So, um, without the light, if you're in the dark, like I was in the cave or driving down the road, you're guessing that the reality. If I was to get up and walk out, I might even head in the wrong direction out of that cave. So just like driving with the lights off and they're turned back on, you immediately see where you're at. You immediately see what it really is. And so when Christ comes into our lives, we immediately see where we're really at. We, really, we immediately see the mess that we've made without him. We see where we're wrong. We see our sins. We see, even as Christians, that light reveals where we need to be, what we need to be working on. Just like Nicole mentioned last week, don't be apathetic. Work on something. God will reveal it to you. Nobody's perfect. And so we all have stuff we need to work on. And so um, 
The condition of our heart is revealed, and we can't hide who we really are. He shows us who we are, and doing so leads us out of the darkness and into the light and where he wants us to go. He doesn't leave us in the dark. He pulls us out and shows us where he wants us to be, instilling that relationship with us. So in Isaiah 9, 6, it says, also, it also says this about Christ coming. For us, a child is born and a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So a child was born. This light came into the world. It dawned upon us. But it also says that a child was born. Or, or a gift was given. Sorry. So he came as a gift. What happens with a gift? We have to accept it. So he didn't come and say, here's your light. You're going to do it this way. No, we have to receive that gift. We have to receive that light. We have to allow him to reveal himself to us and reveal our, our situations. And so salvation is a gift from God. Just like many gifts, it has to be received. So you have to accept the salvation. We can choose to remain in darkness, or we can choose to come into the light and into that relationship. His plan is a relationship, and it goes two ways. All relationships should go two ways. He reveals me to me, but he also reveals him to me. We, he, he shows us his love. It says, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Sometimes I need God revealed to me in one way, and sometimes I need God revealed to me in another way. And he knows that. Because sometimes I need a counselor when I need comfort. I'm going through a really rough time. I need comfort. I need someone to talk to. I need someone that's going to give me wisdom. And sometimes he's a mighty God when we need strength to do the right thing. And so, and sometimes he's a father when we need a family. He's a prince of peace when we, our life is in an uproar and confusion. So, um, we all need Christ revealed us in different ways. And, and myself, at the, you know, before I became a Christian, I needed a Savior. I needed God to take my sins away. And then later on in life, when we were early married, I needed God as a provider. Because there was times I didn't, we didn't have the income, we didn't have the substance, substance to support our family, and God provided. And then other times, I needed strength. Because we're going through difficult times. And then other times, peace and wisdom. You know, right now, we need peace and wisdom. Especially the ones making decisions for the church. And, and God's blessings have been tremendous through this time. You know, when there's a need, when a need has arised because of the situation we're in, God has had someone there to fill it before we even knew we needed it. It has been a real blessing being a part of this. That seems really strange. And it seems like this ought to be chaos. But... I am I'm beyond blessed to have been a part of this. I would have never known how God has provided things 
and give people wisdom and give people comfort and see how God is interacting in people's lives and inspecting their own hearts. Church, we're on, we're on a verge of an organic revival that God is going to pour out. It's, it's crazy. I, just, I still am just kind of awestruck at when you look at the flow of things. <clears throat> it stinks. It really does. The situation stinks. But God gives blessing. He, everything works for his good. And I'm so glad that I get to see that. All right. So, this Christmas, if I have a friend that gives me a book on how to lose weight, I open that gift up, and it's a, it's a book on, you know, dieting and losing weight, and I'm thinking, yep, yep, <laughs> I could use that, but, but I'm thinking, okay, all right, that's, that's not a gift I really was asking for, but then they hand me another gift, and it's a gift card, to the dentist. And I'm thinking, wow, this friend thinks I'm fat and got bad hygiene. But then, I'm, then, then you think, well, only a true friend would do that. Only a true friend is going to be that honest. And I'm thinking it'd probably be one of my brothers. But, but that's just like Christ. He gives us what we need, not necessarily what we want. And that, that he uses his light a lot of times to expose the needs that we need to be working on and the way to get out of them. So some gifts are not always what we want. But um, so he cares enough to give us what we need. And John 1, 1 through 14. Okay. It's a longer scripture, but follow along, okay? This is a great... It, John wraps it up, kind of everything I'm saying in this one scripture. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, <clears throat> and through the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of one and only son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So starting now, about this time, people start getting excited about Christmas. Lillian has been antsy for like two weeks to set up the tree. She went down and dug it out of the, I don't know where it was at. I don't know, she got it. And so she's already baked cookies. She's decorated the house. 
She's done all kinds of stuff. And I'm sure she's not the only one. So people get excited during this time. And uh, she's been and played Christmas music. But all these lights, you know, there, there's lights everywhere. There's going to be more lights. There's candles. There's, there's lights on the tree. There's, there's lights stringing here. There's lights on the houses, on businesses, and on poles. Everywhere's lights. Because lights, I mean, Christmas is like, it's a light holiday. It's the season of lights. You go to Civil War City, and it's ridiculous amount of lights. And just lights it up completely. And so, um, these lights represent the light that Christ came. When he came, he light, gave his light to the world. And so, um, when he came as dawning, and he became man, and he lived with us, this was a gift to God, his light that expelled the darkness. So, I want to, uh, when you see these lights, when you see all the Christmas lights, I want you to remember why their lights are there, the true reason for the lights, and, and how that the, the lights will lead you to salvation. I also want to encourage you to explore Advent. Nicole mentioned that last week. It's been more traditional type stuff, but you know what? We really like it because it extends and gives purpose to your actions throughout the holidays. You don't forget things. And so it allows you to, to uh, extend it. And actually, today's the first day of Advent. And so if you have an Advent wreath, today, tonight, the first night, you light your candle. First candle. And so um, let the gift of Christ be more than a day of celebration, but a life-changing experience during this season. And don't get caught up in commercial Christmas doing the shopping and the cooking and the uh, spending time with your friends, and then you sit down at Christmas and think, ooh, I almost forgot to read the Christmas story. Yeah, I've been there. You sit down and, and you start to open gifts for each other, and you think, ah, we ought to at least lead the Scripture. Not good, people. Not good. This is Jesus' birthday. People feel like they need a... A birthday month sometimes where they feel like they have to celebrate the whole month for their birthday. There's only one person that deserves a whole month for their birthday. We can do it now. I mean, I know it's still November, but we can, we can do it now. And so, um, so let's not let Christ and Christmas be boiled down to a little quickly read two-minute story out of Luke. It means more than that. It, it, if Christ is the center of our life, he needs to be the center of our life. Things need to rotate around Christ, not Christ shoved in where we make room for him. Okay? And so, um, he, he's, he's more worthy than that. So, today, as I finish, I want to encourage, today's family service. If you haven't noticed a kid beside you, they're there. There's a few of them in here, okay? I want to encourage you to come pray and, and, and ask God to help you focus more during this season on him and, and allow him to change you from the inside out, reveal his light to you. Come pray as a family. And you know what? We can also pray for each other. 
You know, if, if, if I'm up here praying, I really don't mind if 10 people get around and pray for me. I really don't. So, during this time, don't forget those that you know. I know most everybody here. And I know that some people are going through hard times. I know which ones are praying, you know, probably praying for the kids to be saved. And um, different things like that. So, I'm praying for you. Y'all pray for me. You pray for Melinda. You pray for everybody, okay? We're a family, okay? Christmas is family time. Celebrating the birth of Christ. So, I invite y'all to just come and spend some time. And if, if, you would, if, if you've not committed your life to Christ, and you need him to reveal his light to you in your life, or if you need to recommit your life because you've gotten distracted, because you've got lost focus, then come and do so. We'll be here to pray for you. We'll be here to help you. So, come on up. <laughs> so, as the, as the worship team sings, let's, let's just spend some time preparing our hearts for this season.